Hello everybody and welcome to Brumfagun, your weekly dose of bicycle, bicycle people and bicycle stories together with you, Stefano aka Calamaro, but you know that you can call me Stefano and I prefer it. And today is a super, super, super... Did I ever tell you that some time ago there was my colleague Marion that she was telling me you have to stop saying super, super when you are super excited on stuff or when you are want to stress on a concept, you always say super, 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 you don't have a super, super whatever thing super super concrete occasion super super tasty ice cream you have a super tasty ice cream you have a super concrete occasion you don't have a super super nobody is a super super and no my dear marion i say super super when something is special exceptional lovely amazing why don't i simply say amazing then today is an amazing no it doesn't work today is a super super special better episode because i'm gonna introduce you with somebody who is gonna partner me is gonna support me with some stuff i will not tell you anything in that moment you will know everything during my episode and i will explain a bit more at the end of this episode so let's continue on that i just need to say thank you for my historic supporters so i'm talking about wahoo and isador and i have to say my contacts so hello at calamaro.cc that's my email Instagram.com slash CalamaroCC, my Instagram account, and is Twitter.com slash ReadCalamaro, and then Facebook.com slash CalamaroCC, and then listen to this episode on, yes, Spreaker.com slash ListenCalamaro, and go on Apple Podcasts and write Broom Vagoon, and listen to it on your iOS device. Don't forget to share this episode at least with one person. You can decide whom it's gonna be. Then we can start with the interview. Interviews, interview, interviews. First interview for today is, okay, I'm uh, trying to design and frame up how my Holy Week is gonna be. You will find on Komoot all the track that I'm gonna do, plus also who is gonna be supporting me. You know already which one are the supporter of this podcast from the beginning, but I got some super nice and friendly and passionate people on board for the one that I call the Holy Week. And the first one that I have today is Dieter Jacobs. Is it correct, Dieter? That's correct. It's, it's one of the best versions I heard so far uh, from my name. So really well. So that's why I was talking about kind people also because they don't yell at me when I mess up with their names. I'm super happy to have you here, Dieter. And uh, yeah, really, really happy. Yeah. I'm also happy to be here. Yeah, <laughs> it's super cool. Even though we are just talking in front of our computer with some voice track that are moving around and we are not watching each other in the face anyways, it's cool to have a warm voice with a lot of passion on the other side. That's true. So Dieter, tell us how you are supporting me, who are you, how you are involved with Bicycle, do whatever you want with my podcast. Now my audience is your audience. Okay, thank you. No, who am I? As I said, I'm Dieter Jacobs. I have... Uh, a company in Belgium that's called Pedaleur de Flandre, and uh, we are uh, distributing uh, Factor bikes. So you might know Factor from the Pro Peloton. The AG2R team is riding with them. Um, yeah, we've been uh, doing that for over a year. So it's 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 very new. Also, my company Pedaleur de Flandre is very new. So it's it's all quite new. Um, just to tell about myself, I, I once I was 14, 15, I started doing bike races i did that until i was like 23 or 24 
I went to all categories, but I realized I was never going to make any money with riding my bike. So I thought maybe selling bikes will make me more money. And that's how I ended up working in the bike industry. I worked several years for BMC in Belgium. And since a year, I have my own company and we, uh, we sell Factor now and, and Silka and we work for Wahoo. The main reason to work with a brand is I like to have it myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you are mentioning something super familiar for me and for my audience, actually. You are mentioning, yeah, Silka, everybody knows it. And uh, obviously on the other side, Wahoo, everybody knows it. And uh, it's actually, I think this is the kind of spirit that uh, put in common all of us. So something that is cool with cool people on the other side to work with and something that works. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's all <laughs> products that, that are good and they're trustworthy and people like them and it's indeed you always meet the people who buy wahoo and silka for me that's always the same kind of people you can you already know if, if, if they are the people that will buy it. it it needs a certain atmosphere or a certain perception from the person yeah we are all the same really a small community um, i was talking with another friend of mine today and i was mentioning actually because uh, everybody knows now outside that i will be moving to zurich and i was asking uh, bregan is the friend that i'm talking about he was also here in this podcast and i was telling him uh, bregan can you give me some contacts there in zurich that probably somebody who want okay i can be in contact with so to go out ride the bicycle also to develop some more project for the future and he told me yeah a lot of cool people are out there and then he started telling me somebody or whatever and said okay you know it's kind of having a big family yeah. around it's not the family of bicycle but family that sees the bicycle in a proper way and it looks like we are all uh, you know understanding each other and getting each other in contact and it's super yeah cool. that's a cool thing about the cycling industry that nobody's in there to become a millionaire or, or very few people you don't do it for the money you do it because you really like to ride your bike and that's what attracts me most about uh, working in this business like you can always talk about with people like oh where did you ride what bike do you ride and they're always very passionate about it that's not about uh, just pricing and making profit yeah making profit or making a lot of performances to smash in the uh, these ones in the face of the people say look i have 500 koms what about now yeah, yeah, yeah. let's go and ride together yeah just about having a chat indeed it doesn't matter if you get a kom that's really nice but if you cannot talk to people or i mean it's about the experience about having fun together and not uh, not too self-centered let's say <laughs> yeah exactly um, i wanted to ask you a question so you said that your company name is peddler the flanders from where okay i can understand it comes from flanders a region that we all love and i think that it's your base camp yeah it's actually a, a combination of, of two terms that are very known in cycling mm -hmm. uh, one term is the pedaleur de charme that's uh, that's for the very stylish rider um, who sits nicely on the bike it looks nice it feels nice it's it's a good view and then you have the flandriens which are the old school belgian Flemish cyclists who rode like their their three gear bikes through rain through mud. So Pedalada de Flandre is a combination of both. We do something really nice and it has to look good, but it is also very hardcore. So that's kind of the the story behind it. Like everything, it looks nice, but it's also good because sometimes it looks just good, but there's nothing behind it. There's no persistence or no continuation or whatever you should call it, but. So it's a combination of both those terms. The name came up when I was riding my bike. So it's like 
when you're brainstorming and just riding your bike and it's like, okay, let's blend those two together. That's also fantastic about riding your bike that you can just empty your head and, and learn about stuff. Yeah, I will never have any creative idea in my life without the bicycle. Everything just started when I started riding the bicycle. Before I was really a boring person with a lot of Excel files. It's not true. I always hate Excel files, even though it's my job. That's another story. <laughs> um, you were talking about yourself riding the bicycle. Which kind of, which typology of cyclists are you? When I used to be a racer, um, until I was like 23, how to say it, I was, um, I would always attack and if I did a race, I like to race. I would just attack in like the first few laps already just to race and not just sit in the back and I wait until the next, in the last lap. My dad has been, uh, have, I had some fights with my dad about it. Like if you would use your head, <laughs> then you would win more. But I said, yes, but we were racing our bike. Uh, once I was uh, waiting, I was standing at the start and I was the very last. And my dad's like, oh, you should stand in the front and blah, blah, blah. And now you're going to hang in the back for a while. And I said, I bet you that in the next lap, that was like seven Ks, I'll be the first to pass the finish. And he's like, whoa, making even more fuss. And then I passed the finish first. And then then after the race, I was like, told you so. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah, 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 I can see. So that's why it comes actually the, the Flandrinian part of the name. Yeah, yeah. Always attacking, don't caring about staying there and wait for the right moment, just yeah, going make and, it happen. Yeah. And I was I was also not really a born climber. Let's say I, there's too much of Dieter Jacobs to um, to go uphill. I was very strong, but not very good in going uphill. But uh, okay, okay, we can call you a roller. Yeah, yeah, indeed. I, I could ride all day if my good days. I could ride all day, and then. <laughs> okay, are you still continue riding? How much are you riding in this period? Um, this year is like must be the, my lowest in like the last. 10 years because of starting a business and all that stuff but normally i would ride around 10,000 k's a year or so that's decent but like back in the days there would be more like 20,000. so now i always have the feeling i don't ride a lot because back in the days you would ride 20 hours a week so if i ride five hours a week now it's like nothing but that's because you know those days i didn't have to do anything else than go to school and ride my bike so but now i would like to ride more let's say but it will it will get better again once uh, once my uh, cycling cafe that I'm opening in a few weeks is also open. Now it's a lot of uh, organizing, getting everything together. So, uh. Yeah, tell us more about uh, your cycle cafe, your clubhouse and whatever. Then we are going to go actually on the main topic that is going to be bicycle stuff. But yeah, also this one is bicycle stuff, more the social part. Tell us more about yeah, it. Yeah, we, we, me and a friend, we are uh, opening a cycling cafe in Ghent. Um, that's uh, very close to where all the Flemish classics are taking part. It's kind of a, of a clubhouse um, where people can meet. It's just we want to bring cyclists together before rides, after rides, because there is many um, or quite a few groups in town, but a lot of those groups, they always have the, the goal. If you go ride, ride as fast as possible and then kind of like kick each other's ass instead of just riding and having a chat and we want to organize group rides where you know, okay, we're riding a good steady pace, but you will not be dropped and you don't have to cut a corner because otherwise you'll get dropped. So you want to up the social a little uh, and get the people together that they know where to go. If also, if you would ever come to Ghent, that you know that you can come here and find other people who also like the bike and who can come and ride and, and get a coffee and drink some beer and 
look at nice bikes and maybe if you forgot something uh, a rain jacket then you can buy a rain jacket and stuff it's the meeting place for cyclists let's say my question here would be actually a super personal one how far is Ghent from the start so from the Liege Baston Liege so from Liege uh, from Liege that's around uh, straight line I think around 200ks 150ks probably I am telling you I'm asking you because I'm gonna do is one of the plan of 2019 mm -hmm. wow yes <laughs> 2019 is to the Liege so probably I can come a couple of days before just to visit the, the cafe the bicycle cafe yeah, yeah always, always welcome always. um so okay putting all the stuff together you have your own business pedal the flanders then the new bicycle cafe when is gonna open uh normally at the end of june so uh in 14 days so it's a very busy hectic period which um, is killing my cycling time let's say. it was a great project you were telling me because there was also a crowdfunding mm -hmm. about it so like reward for the people that uh, found that you gave you money yeah, yeah. is going to be an exclusive event for them cool yeah, yeah. we collected over seventeen thousand euros with a crowdfunding with uh, over 200 people who gave money which which is amazing actually yeah, that they helped us but that's really that that gives you a lot of confidence because people support your idea because it's really good to have an idea but if people think like that's a great idea that helps a lot or that gives a good feeling that people are uh, behind you and if you have already uh, 200 bakers means actually that the audience the people the visitors the let's say the community that is going to be around the cycle cafe is going to be huge that's the thing like if all those people come it's already a busy day and they tell all their friends so it's really like it's a big community and it's nice to bring all those people together and see the enthusiasm of the people like also now when we're opening we get messages on facebook and instagram all day like hey when are you opening and can we do a ride uh, all those things it's very very cool to see that it's um, that it's living with the people Mm -hmm. yeah great moving another step in front i was saying that you are going to be one of the supporters together with Wahoo, together with isador together with the guests that you're going to listen after on uh so you're going to be one of the supporters how are you going to support me which one is going to be our uh let's say collaboration we can say it like this yes indeed so as we said we are we are a distributor of factor and of black ink so we're gonna support you with a with a really nice bike to uh, to ride uh, during the Holy Week. Can't wait. This is my ants that are moving. Can't wait. <laughs> no, that's good. It's actually the Factor 2, so it's the same bike that uh, AG2R will be using in the Tour de France at the same time. It's exactly the same bike as the Pro use because that's the kind of brand that Factor is. It's only only Pro bikes, let's say. Mm -hmm. Tell us more about the bikes. I know already something, but I would love actually to get a bit more excited about the topic. Tell us more how is going to be the bicycle, which one is going to be the bicycle and all the characteristics that you want yeah, to understand. So you'll be riding a Factor 02 frame that's uh, equipped with discs because I, I'm, uh, I'm sure that discs, certainly if you're going to hit some Swiss mountains and ride in the hills, it's going to be uh, really, really... Uh, the best performance in braking so i think in the future everybody should ride disc brake bikes and um, so it's going to be a disc brake bike the frame set itself is around uh, 800 grams so it's a very light all-round bike the the factor 02 it's going to be equipped also with the black ink parts black ink is is actually the components brand from factor um, all very high-end again there will be a very nice rotor uno group set on it Super excited also for that. It's a very exclusive group set. For instance, in 
if I remember well, in, in, in Belgium they sell around 25 a year. So it uses um, hydraulic pressure instead of, of uh, it's not electronic like a DI2 or there's no cable, it's all with fluid. The disc brake group set is also the largest uh, disc brake group set on the market. So the bike you'll be riding, I think in total it's, it's barely 6.8 kilos for a disc brake bike, which is like super, super light. Um, okay. And uh, talking about the wheels, wheels are going to be uh, tubeless ready, clincher? Um, the wheels are uh, clincher wheels, clincher wheels with uh, ceramic speed uh, bearings. That's a... That's a, that's a standard with Factor and Blacking. For instance, our frame sets from Factor, they're also always equipped with um, ceramic speed bearings, the headset and the bottom bracket. And everything actually is, is just high-end, uh, a high-end focus with uh, a lot of attention to details because it's in the end uh, all the details that make the big difference. I'm gonna get the bicycle oh, all the time. I'm, uh, I'm talking, I'm telling all the story of my life. I'm gonna move to Switzerland, it's gonna be. So people are gonna listen to this interview next Tuesday. So in four days, I'm gonna be there in Zurich and I'm gonna pick up the bike directly from my friend Danny, who is running Cycle Store Zurich. I think Cycle Store Zurich is like the, the nicest bike store in all Switzerland. Exactly. And also people are amazing. And if I can say something, and it's something that is not completely uh, used to be in the Cycle Cafe, I hope that for yours is going to be as well like this, they are serving amazing coffee. The coffee at Cycle Store Zurich is really good. Yeah, indeed, indeed. We also have a, a special cycling coffee. It's called uh, Il Magistrale Cycling Coffee. It's a, it's a Dutch guy who makes all Coffee's uh, linked to cycling. He, he has a, a Golden Greg and um, he has a Panzerwagen he has now. So all coffees like with characteristics of riders. It's really, really a cool idea, actually. And when you're going in a cycle cafe and you're drinking a good coffee, I don't know, but because I'm Italian and my heart just opens up. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, you you have probably some coffee running through your veins. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I will never tell to anybody how much coffee my mom's drink. That's why now I have in my jeans all these coffees. Yeah, probably, probably. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna pick up the bicycle on the Saturday. I will start riding it around in Switzerland for the week before the Holy Week and then during the Holy Week. And I will tell to anybody you as first but to everybody who is going to listen for the in my daily episodes during the yeah the week that is going to take me from the marathon de la to the etap du tour how it works how it is and how cool it is to ride this bicycle i'm already excited and, and i think that nothing will disappoint me let's hope so <laughs> yeah <laughs> we were mentioning you were mentioning before the main characteristics of factor bikes if i can ask you a kind of a sharp question a really precise question in your opinion which one is the difference between factor bikes and the other bicycle brands why did you decide to distribute them what do you see on their side different between them and the other ones what i really liked or what i still like actually is the fact that factor the guys who are behind the brand, it's, it's, it's Baden Cook, it's ex-pro cyclist, and there's Rob Gettelitz, he's an American that lives in Taiwan, and he built bikes for 20 years for other big brands, but now he started his own brand, but both have to, uh, the both guys have to focus, they only want to build the best bike possible, so they only make uh, more race-focused bikes, but only high-end bikes with the best possible way to make a bike. 
they don't compromise. That's why you, if you buy a bike, you don't just get a frame set. Or if you buy a frame set, because Factor normally only sells frame sets or rolling chassis, as they call it. That's then a frame set with wheels. Because they believe that a good frame should come with good bars and get a good seat post and a good bottom bracket. Because it has no use to buy an expensive frame set. You see that a lot of people spend a lot of money on the frame set and then they put components on that do not match that quality. So you lose, it's like you would buy a very good wine and you drink it, but then you didn't buy a nice glass, but you drank it out of a plastic cup. So you lose half of the quality you lose because you did not use it in the right circumstances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes completely sense. Something like we provide you with all the top level components first. Second thing, if you also want the blacking wheels, top level wheels, take them and then you can decide what you want to put there. But it's everything made for top level exclusive parts. And the other thing that I would really like, actually, when we were talking about and you were presenting me the bicycle that I'm going to ride, uh, you told me, okay, and you're going to get also a group set, the Rotor Uno. And then I said, okay, cool. It's everything, you know, putting all the steps together, not stuff that are mass markets or whatever. I'm not going to ride a mass market um, frame and weed wheels and whatever. I'm not going to ride a mass market uh, group set, whatever. I'm not going to name anything. Same thing with the next partner that I'm going to introduce after this interview, the, the other one. Same thing with the tires and whatever something really exclusive made to break into the market not with mass product but with exclusive high level things made with passion yeah that's the thing everything is made with passion and it's it's also not just being different to be different um, mm -hmm. because you have many people who do it different just to be different but it's also performance wise there is a there's a significant difference yeah 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 makes completely sense so if people that are listening to uh, to us right now wants to have a look to some factor frames factor bicycles or yeah to see it with their hand see it with their own eyes and not only in social media whatever because anyways you can find a lot of this bicycle on tv and on social media i'm gonna post also something i'm gonna talk about it but if somebody wants to see them live what should they do yeah, in Switzerland, there are certainly some dealers and um, in Belgium, we have a, a few good dealers and also in the cycling cafe, there will be a, a test center so people can actually come and test ride the bikes. Uh, we also have like the one that's an Aero model and it looks really, really nice, but it's maybe not the best bike for you to ride. It looks really good, but maybe an O2 is much more versatile. You can do some cobblestones if you have bad road surfaces it gives more comfort so you really have to know what you look for and that's why you, you i believe that you should always be able to test it and that's what we do here in, in belgium and in holland which bicycle do you ride usually for the moment i ride with a factor o2 but i'm gonna switch to a factor one uh, when ah you went. want a bit more aero yeah yeah you told us that you were actually a roller so you need a an aero bike i want to want to start riding the aero bike also because because it just looks fantastic. So, okay, uh, aesthetic thing then. An aesthetic thing and also, uh, yeah, they have this bright red one. It's candy red, the color is called, and it's just an amazing color. 
Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, um, if we can add just something on this point, you, we were talking uh, about the one, the factor mm -hmm. one. The factor one is really, um, let's say, characteristic, particular, precise as the sign because mm -hmm. it has the split down yeah, tube, indeed, right? Indeed. That's that's a characteristic. That's that's one of the signatures from factor. That's where it all started because they originally come, the originally original factor, the factor double uh, zero. Double zero one was uh, built by an English car company. Uh, they they were in into aerodynamics from race cars, and their engineers they wanted to do something else, and then they built a, a an Aston Martin bike. I think it was around thirty thousand euros. And you see a lot of the things uh, like the split down tube factor still uses, and the and the fork in front of the frame that's also still uh, still one of the signatures from Factor because. Um, they those guys from bf1 cycle or bf1 system sorry they uh they saw that uh, if you use a split tube that it will give you an aerodynamic advantage so it's really a, a lot of technology in there and factor is one of the only ones if not the only one in the market who's uh, using that system right now. It's kind of a characteristic, as we were saying, of uh, the factor bikes is actually an R&D uh, team with developing something new. There are not so many outside the player that are really developing something new in the market. Bicycle are bicycle, you, so you can say, but on the other side, you can always step forward in the innovation side. The factor looks like it's something, it's a player that is doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they really... Uh... Uh, Rob is really a guy who's like constantly pushing and trying new things. So it's really uh, it's interesting to see what they all try and do. And in fact, I can build their their test models really fast because they have their own factory. We're one of the only carbon brands who have their own factory to produce bikes. So you can can build a um, a factor frame or a factor prototype in, in in barely a few days. Okay, I think I think that maybe we can. Uh wrap the conversation it was a great talk with you Dieter thanks a lot for sure I believe that we are going to talk again anyways I'm going to talk again about the bike once I'm going to get it and uh, making some pictures around and uh, thanks a lot for the support yeah you're welcome I hope you enjoyed the bike uh, for sure you will listen to my voice pretty excited from the first month probably I need to make a video once that I see I see the the bike for the first time <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> I will tell I will tell Danny to do it to yeah, make a video yeah. of my face yeah that's, that's, that's a good idea indeed that uh, that you can feel the the passion or see the bike and be like whoa because the the first second you don't forget for sure for sure and uh, yeah thanks a lot then to be here if you want to add something anything in the last words on this podcast on this recording you can do it i would just uh want to wish you a really good uh, good holy week that i hope the weather will be nice so you can ride the bike in nice weather and enjoy it as much as possible uh, yeah you certainly have the right bike already, so now it's uh, up to you to to get the right legs and enjoy the ride. The point, yeah, I, I have the perfect bike, I have the perfect plan because we have kind of, yeah, let's call it the only week. So it's going to be the first day is going to be Maratona, the Dolomiti. Then it's going to be one day of rest for mm -hmm. sure. Then the third day is going to be Mortirolo and Gavia. Mm -hmm. The fourth day is going to be Stelvio, probably from both, from two sides. Okay. Then okay. it's going to be moving to Piedmont and the day after is going to be Colle delle Finestre. Okay. And then we are going to have just a small round around the Lake of Ansi. And then the last day is going to be the Etape du Tour. Okay. The plan is there. Bicycle is there. Hopefully legs are going to be there. <laughs>
Yeah, that's what you have to work on. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I hope that I can do it. After our training here in the flat city of Berlin, let's see how my legs will respond to the mountains. Yeah. I will anyways take super take it super easy because it's going to be a long week. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah, yeah. That's quite a menu that you summed up there indeed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially because I want to to finish good also the etape du tour. So. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to be dead at the end of the week you still want exactly. to enjoy <laughs> for sure okay Dieter thanks a lot then and yeah, yeah. Uh, we will talk for sure soon for next chapter next stuff anything that's, else that's in the future perfect. looking forward to hear from you yeah great I'm gonna make also a review about the bicycle and you will go, you will be the first one to listen to it that's good perfect <laughs> thank you cool Dieter have a nice evening Bye. ciao bye and this is the first support that is coming from my new sponsor and talking about Factor Bikes and especially Pedaler de Flanders. Thanks Dieter for the support. But there's gonna be something else. It's gonna be another special legend person on my side. I'm talking about... And the second guest of today, still for introducing my holy week, the week that is gonna be the great part of this podcast, I have another... Let's say the owner, the project leader of an amazing new project that uh, is better himself to, inter to introduce himself. So I'm here today with Pete from Erie Research. How are you, Pete? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for uh, for inviting me, Stefano. I'm uh, I'm happy to be here. Uh, talk a little bit about myself. It's always nice to to do that. Uh, gives me a good review of what I've done, actually. Yeah. Uh, good time to reflect on yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. It's true. Exactly. Um, yeah, just for for everyone, uh, I've been in the bicycle industry a very long time. Uh, before that, I was a professional road racer in uh, in Holland and in Belgium. After stopping my my road racing career, I started uh, designing products. I started as a product manager first for uh, for a company a company called Cannondale. Then yeah, I, everybody uh, knows it. I love that bicycle. Yeah, they're lovely. Uh, my first project was the one FG or one FG project, which means one fucking gear, and that was really nice. It was really in a let's say a project for me to learn how to how to project manage and how to design bicycles. Um, after Cannondale, uh, I started actually uh, or co-started. I have to say, was involved in the setup of Prologo saddles. Oh, yeah. And Prologo Saddles, uh, I, I, yeah, I was, I was lucky to be involved in that project and, and to create uh, my first saddles. And um, as today, I don't longer, no longer work with Prologo, but I'm very proud of what they are doing in the market. And I think they've done a great job over the last year as a new saddle brand coming so far. So that was my first saddle project, actually. Uh, after Prologo, uh, I was invited to come and work for Specialized. Uh, Specialized uh, needs no introduction. Uh, I was asked by that uh, company to revive the older saddles and their ergonomic products. I did that for four or five years, had a lot of fun, lived in California, enjoyed uh, a different culture for a while. And, and, you know, Specialized, you do lunch rides every day, you get in great shape. And then you ask yourself, okay, you know, what's next, right? Because if you're designing products, you need to be challenged all the time. And if, uh, if you're done designing, you know, you don't need to redesign the same product every year if there's no challenge. So then I was, uh, let's say, lucky to, to get invited by the Italian company Sella Italia 
Yes. The Bigolin family, and uh, they asked me to come and do their products, the Sell Italia products, but also some other brands they own. So, uh, Seller San Marco, and I was involved with, and some other brands as well. Learned about that culture, lived in Veneto for about three and a half years. Beautiful people, beautiful region. Uh, amazing wine and amazing food. Ah, I lived close to uh, the Prosecco area, Valdobianini. Um, yeah. Everybody who's been to Italy doesn't need to any explanation, but I would encourage everyone to take your bicycle, pack it up in a box, and just go to Italy and enjoy life if you can, because yes, it's worth it. Yes, it's absolutely yeah. worth it. And I still have a lot of friends in Italy. I still have a lot of times that I go over. Actually, one of my designers of my company uh, is, is still with me. He's an Italian designer who I met in Salitalia and is still, still designing my products today. So, uh, yeah. From everywhere that I've worked, from everywhere that I've uh, that I've had my cultural experience, I, I, I I'm very proud of that. I'm very happy that I was able or in a position to do that. Yeah, uh, let me make a couple of uh, let's say sharp questions before to go to the main topic. Um, the first sharp question is: So you were saying that you were a professional cyclist, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So road cyclist. Road cyclist. I also did some uh, some mountain biking in my days because we used to combine disciplines back then you know when there was no road racing going on sometimes you would pick a Grundig World Cup that was what was called back then so I did some of that as well which is uh, which is also very nice yeah okay 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 so yeah so road cyclist so also right now after your pro career you are still a road cyclist I'm still still mainly a road cyclist yeah that's uh, your heart lies somewhere I enjoy riding my mountain bike for training with my son but uh, if you have to look into my heart, you'll find a, a bent handlebar and not a flat bar. Okay. <laughs> okay. So let's skip this one on the side. I'm going to come later on about road cycling and some tips later on. Let's go to the second sharp question that is, so you were saying that you were a saddle designer, a saddle product manager. Name one saddle that everybody is riding right now and that has your name on it. Um, specialized Roman saddle. Okay, 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 okay. So everybody that's outside there as a specialized Roman, it's a pit one. It's a pit, pit saddle, yeah, that's right. Amazing, okay. <laughs> but then after all this year with these amazing brands, designing bicycles, designing saddles, and uh, taking care of business here and there from Italy to California, and uh, you are now somewhere else doing something else. Tell us more about it. Tell, tell us about Erie Research, but tell yes. us more. Erie Research, we, um, I want to do something, something completely new, something completely different. Um, all the product categories in cycling have been revived or addressed by design or addressed by angles of technology innovation. Um, I wanted to turn that upside down a little bit. I mean, we're used to standardizations in bicycle industry that have been going on for millennia. Um, we know that the product experience is very exper uh, very important these days to the consumers. And they, the consumer just expects more than just a product that works. Of course, it's priority number one that the product works, obviously. But people want, people want to see branding that they can connect with. People want to see artisans at work that they can connect with. People want a full package experience that if they receive their product, it needs to be a happy unboxing. I mean, I remember when I I got my first iPhone, 
I, the unboxing was a little party. I kept digging through that box and finding all kinds of stuff that I didn't expect. But yeah, the sound, the smell of a yes, new product must exactly. be that one. Must be that one. It, it must be. You're paying a lot of money for a product, so you you should expect to get something for your money. And we know that very well. And we we put a lot of money into the whole experience of the branding, the design, the unboxing, and. At the end of the day, if you if you want to identify our products, you need to be able to say, okay, yeah, well, that's a research product. You have to expect more from that brand. And I think that's what it is. We want to be a brand that you can expect a little bit more from. We're not we're not there to give you the best price or to give you the 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 experience of, of today. No, we're, we're going to be there tomorrow and next week as well. And even if you have a product problem, you call us and and. We're there, you know. We're we're also cyclists, just like you. Yeah, exactly. Going a bit more in the specific, mm -hmm. what's the main product right now? Era Research produce tires. We started with tires, bicycle tires. Okay, you started with that. We started with that. Just to be completely sincere with you, on all my bikes, I always have. Yeah, I can say it, even though I'm Italian, but it's a German brand. I have Continental. Course. And uh, let's say the players out there of tires of the bicycle are not so many. Conti, Vittoria, uh, somebody Michelin, Schwalbe, talking about German stuff, not so many Pirelli now. Which one is the difference between these ones and the Erie Research ones? I think each each brand of competitors are focusing on certain aspects that they are good at. I mean, we all know that the, the Conti Grand Prix 4002 can last forever, but it's made for that reason. We all know that Swab makes a good tubeless tire. We also know that Specialized makes a great light rolling resistance tire, but none of those can make it into one package. Uh, also us, we cannot do that. But what we do want to do is give the consumer a choice. So listen, if you are looking for a tire that is specifically meets your need for a grippy tire, you want to stick inside a corner and you want to have a light rolling resistance, then this is the tire for you. It's the genus tire. If you're looking for a wet weather tire, um, then you go for the Pontus because we engineered the rubber and the tread pattern of that tire specifically for wet world racing. And you know what? The most uh, wet weather, or as I say, bad weather tires that you can use in the market, you can buy in the market today, they are usually low end tires because people think they're all conditioned tires or they're, they're training tires. It's really not the case. I mean, if you are, if you are going to the Maratona de Dolomiti, and in the morning it's raining and it's raining all day because you've seen the forecast. Do you want to put a tire on your on your Pinarello or on your Cervelo or on your Factor bike that weighs 500 grams and it's very hard, difficult to handle? You don't want to do that. You also want to have that lightweight 200 gram performance tire, but with a different rubber and with a tread pattern that is made for diversing water to, to, to ride in wet conditions. That is really as we say, the Formula One approach. If you if you need a different tire for different conditions, you need that. But it doesn't mean that you have to lose the function of the tire by using a tire that is really not made for what you're making it for, for what you're using it for. And that's kind of our approach. The, let's say the Formula One approach. We give you the right tire and the right specifications, but you have that option. And then with us, you can choose um, between five different disciplines. Uh, you can choose by four or five different sizes, and you can choose between specifically clincher and specifically tubeless. 
because everything that we make is uh, comes in clincher and in tubeless. Yeah. And then when you buy a tire in the box, I mean, we have a beautiful iPhone style box. It doesn't only come with a tire, but it also uh, includes an inner tube. It includes a valve extender, product card to explain to you how it works, uh, stickers, it's all in the box. And if it's a tubeless tire, of course, there's no inner tube, but there's a bottle of latex, there's a latex, really? latex valve, there's a latex valve extender. Everything comes complete package. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's, uh, that's really a great thing. Let me ask you a question. So you were mentioning um, clincher tires and uh, tubeless ones. Which one are you using right now and how will you see the future of it? Um, I'm using tubeless. I'm totally converted to tubeless. Tell me more about it. Tubeless, um, of course, we know tubeless from mountain biking and it has a lot of advantages. Uh, 10 years ago, also Mavic made USD road tires and it was not accepted because I think it was too early. But tubeless has such a big advantage over road uh, clincher tires. It has, of course, you don't have an inner tube. And the lack of an inner tube uh, gives you the freedom to run lower, uh, lower pressure. If you can run lower tire pressure, you can create more grip in the corners. You have to learn how to ride that tubeless tire, of course, because it's nothing compared to a clincher tire. Uh, but you will get much more out of your tire. And if you do have a flat, you probably don't notice it because it seals up immediately and you can continue riding. You usually only notice your flats when you clean your bike and you find something in your tire. And then you are wondering if that was a clincher tire with an inner tube, I would have gotten off my bike and lost a lot of time. And now with the UST or the, the tubeless tire, that's, um, that's pretty amazing. And, and to give you an example, the professional teams, we are, we are sponsoring Team Servillo, a pro continental team. Okay. But right after the, maybe you remember the Giro d'Italia stage to Finestre? Yes. You know, the last, uh, the last part where, where Chris was riding away uh, very well, yeah. I, I got a phone call from one of the best proto teams uh, in the world asking me, hey, your whole program is in tubeless. Can we test your tires, please? Because wow. after Finestra, we feel we might have to change to tubeless. Crazy. And that's the, the big pro teams in the world thinking like that. Okay. They know that racing is changing. They know that technology is changing. And also the pros are thinking maybe we have to change to tubeless. <laughs> so it's, 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 yeah, the whole tubeless story is growing and gaining momentum. And uh, uh, it's not perfect yet. I have to say that because there is no industry standard for tubeless. So not all the rims or the tires are the same. So sometimes a match is not made in heaven and sometimes it is. Um, but I see uh, road tubeless as the future for road cycling. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe not for low end, but for medium and high end for sure. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Which bicycle do you, do you ride usually in this period? Um, I ride uh, my own branded uh, Vanderfelder road bike. Okay. Uh, disc, uh, disc bike, I, I ride 28 millimeter road Obviously. tires. Tubeless. 28 now yeah. is the thing. 28 now, yeah. And uh, the, the amount of comfort you get from that and, and is un unbelievable. And it's super light rolling resistance. And you have a bigger wheel, which also is an advantage, which people don't think of. But um, for instance, last summer for the World Championships uh, in uh, Norway, yes. we were sponsoring one of the national Scandinavian teams. And they were asking for 28 millimeter tubeless tires because they had a bigger wheel oh, okay. in their time trial bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. And uh, if this one is the present of Erie Research, what about the future? For now, it's tires, tires, sorry, 
for the future? For um, we will in this summer we will show some first saddle designs. Amazing! That is uh, your speciality, oh, right? That's my speciality, and uh, we are actually involved with a, a new urology based uh, urology study uh, at the University of Stanford in California that is helping us making a new study based on on uh, saddle use over longer periods of time. So people that have been a cyclist for 10 or 15 years, um, we create a big database of participants and we use their data to understand what happens over time when you ride performance saddles for a longer time. So not what happens today or not what happens with blood pressure or, or, or pressure in the radial area. No, we want to understand the longer term effects of uh, riding on performance saddles. And we do that with the University of Stanford in the Stanford Medicine in California. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So next time, Fed settles. Just to wrap up. Next time, at settles. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Just to wrap up everything. Um, two more questions. First one is about, let's say, our collaboration. So, which tire would you suggest to me to try out for my marathon? I tap the tour and climbing and going downhill. I would suggest you use the Genus tire. Okay. Genus, 20, Genus 26 probably because you don't want to be too small. You don't want to be too big. Genus 26 is probably the best tire for you at the moment. Last question. So you told me off records that you also have ridden the Maratona delle Dolomiti. Give me a couple of tips. Maybe two tips are enough to get fast and not completely destroyed at the end. Okay, the full thing. Yeah. Well, the most most important thing is you you are starting early, and usually it's bad weather in the beginning. So make sure at the start you have a little jacket that you can give to someone in after the start, so you don't cool down. Um, don't the first loop is where everybody wants to prove something, mm -hmm. and the first loop already has three big big climbs in it or four climbs. Um, take it easy. Okay. Don't try to set a record. Take it easy. The third loop uh, with uh, is, is going to is going to be the most difficult one. So make sure you always have something left in the tank okay. for the last loop. Okay. That is the most important thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. Yes. Even okay. if you feel good, don't full throttle. <laughs> if you feel good, feel good on the last climb, not on the the first three climbs. <laughs> Let's put it in that way. Uh, the tour is made of three weeks. Just try to get yes. something in the tank for the last week. Exactly. Just put it in one day, exactly. right? And that's the concept, right? Exactly. The only problem is if you ride the Maratona, you're riding with 14,000 people that are all going crazy. So try to try to keep calm then. Okay. That's the challenge. <laughs> I will actually start from the last sector. So I will be the last one in the, in the start point, in the last sector of the start point. And that's, I can tell you, that's amazing. I don't have any rush, so... It is. It is. It's really enjoy it because it's lovely. It's a beautiful race. Yeah. I'd love to go back there sometime. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks a lot for the tips. Now it's time to give to myself, but especially for the audience that is listening to us, all the contacts and the last words and the last things that you want to say about Erie Research. Just type in Erie Research on your Facebook, Instagram, Amazon, uh, Pinterest, wherever you want to find us, we're there. Uh, we're open to your suggestions and, and questions and give us a shot, give us a chance.
Yeah, 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 for sure. Can we find you? So you are based in Switzerland. I will be based in Switzerland super soon. <laughs> Can we find anybody, uh, your tires apart from that, for them from the Amazon also in the shops right now or are you working on it still? We're working on it on setting up uh, distribution uh, centers. We have our own distribution center in Europe as well. Uh, if bicycle shops want to purchase our products, they can. Uh, we have just, uh, the bicycle shop pricing as well. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, bicycle shops can buy it as well and we can deliver within a couple of days. So that's not a problem at all. So yeah. if people down outside there want to have a look to the Erie Research tires, just push your bicycle dealer, bicycle friend, bicycle workshop and whatever to get in contact with Pete. And so, yeah, you can also see it by live let's say <laughs> absolutely absolutely and uh, like i said before in, in our team uh, it's not only me there's more people in the team and we're all artisan uh, uh, designers we all love our job and we love riding our bikes and uh, we're not in it for the business otherwise we wouldn't have been in bicycle business we're on it because we loved bicycle riding just as much as you all do so Cool. Thanks a lot, Dan. Pete, it was a pleasure to talk with you. Thanks a lot for the support on the other side. And uh, I will see you around. We are going to be neighbors, I would say. Switzerland is so small. We are going to ride together, hopefully, soon. That That's what I'm looking forward to. That'd be cool. Yeah. Amazing. Check out Instagram of Eerie Research, all the social media, and also mine, because you will see something coming out there, popping up there. Cool. Thanks a lot, Pete. No problem. Thank you for having me. See you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Ciao. So yeah, I will be together with a Factor O2 bike on my side and using the wheels that are going to be from Erie Research. Are you excited as I am? Well, all the contacts, all the URLs are in the description below. Go there, give your support. And if you need some more information, you can ask me wherever you want. So yeah, my supporter brands for this holy week are going to be starting from the beginning. Wahoo and then Isador. Uh, maybe starting in a better, better way. Wahoo for the tracking of my performance. Isador for supporting my closing and to be comfortable on the bike. Factor that is going to provide me with the perfect bike. It's going to be a Factor O2 with disc brakes with a rotor group set and amazing Eerie Research tires. Genius. I'm super happy. I can't wait to see the bicycle. I think I'm going to get an heart attack. How can you know that? Well, I will start something like a daily adventure podcast on my holy week so if you want to have updates just wait in front of your phone or computer or whatever to listen to my voice and probably i will also put some sneak peeks on the bicycle and on the stuff a bit inside of the next episode we will see we will see because it's gonna be you know i'm gonna move to zurich this friday right now so this means that it's gonna be a bit of mess up but anyways you can follow my adventure for sure in the daily podcast but also in my social media instagram.com slash calamaro cc twitter.com slash read calamaro facebook.com slash calamaro cc these are my social media. And then if you want to contact me, just go and write me an email on hello at calamaro.cc. That's my email. And then listen to my podcast on Apple Podcasts. Just go and write Broom Wagoon and yeah, click on the subscribe button if you want to listen to all the story or go to spreaker.com slash listen calamaro. Same thing. 
I can't wait to start this adventure. But first, you're gonna have the last episode of the season. For now, I will see you soon. <laughs>